Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Niddle. Hey! Hey! That's a way to get it going. That little, scared the crap out of me. Little, uh... Little rumble, rumble in the TP. A little, little, little TP rumble. That's right. I like a TP rundle. A rundle, rundle. Our TP. Is that like is that rumble? Is that like a grundle? Yes, a grundle is like a rundle. Okay. Sounds like a fancy Italian dish. Gotcha. But hey, it's the Back Row Fantasy Show, and I'm Bark, and to my right is Arms. Good morning. If you're listening to this in the morning, it'll be morning when it comes out. So that's that's the appropriate. Way to greet the listeners. I always get confused on what to say because, like, sometimes we're recording in the morning, sometimes we're recording at night, and I want to be consistent for you guys because your odds are you're listening at the same time each day, whether it's dri- drive to work, drive from work, whatever it may be. Yeah, truth be told, uh, half the time we're not a hundred percent sure if it's uh, morning or, or night when we record. It's it's just life is that hectic and and that busy. But it's never going to stop us from talking about those sweet NFL stats. Oh, them sweet, sweet stats. Oh, God, they're so sweet. And by the way, if uh, if you would like to get some sweet NFL stats, we'll have a promo code for you soon from our newest sponsor, StatRoute.com. It is the sweetest way to get stats. We'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. But, Arms, it is week five, and we are wanting to bring some hot fire to you without Niddle. To be honest, we don't know where he's at. He yeah. is MIA. Straight MIA. I'm like, what the heck, Chad? I expect in a matter of days to see my wife watching Investigative Discovery and it cut to Chad Niddle, 30 some years old from Jackson County, Ohio, was taking a walk when disaster struck. Dun dun. Next on. Missing bankers. On Eye on Discovery. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he's literally, legitly MIA. We hope he's okay, but the show must go on. It must. It must. Arms, do you want to start out with some uh, some music? or No, I'm just kidding. Hey, I didn't get to add my uh, take on last episode's argument between you and Nit on Earl Thomas, which was fantastic to listen back over because it was just glorious hearing some arguing the music like it was it was, it was a lot of fun i'm gonna be honest with you it was pretty funny like i was i was a little fired up as you were uh so was net as you were playing the music i'm like i don't want to hear the music i want i want chad to know that he's wrong right and i'm sorry that kind of broke up in my ears if that went too loud for you guys i apologize he got angry but man i was fired up chad was fired up and barker's ever trying to make light of it and play little uh little snippets of music Right, and uh, you know, Chad was even getting uh, kind of close to me face to face, like Barker Earl Thompson. Like, dude, I haven't gave my opinion at all. I'm just sitting here enjoying. But I'm gonna give my opinion real quick. I actually side with Chad on that. I actually side with Chad Earl Thomas. I, we don't have to get back no, into uh, it. No, here's what I'm. But I, uh, you both made good points. But he shouldn't have I, flipped off his team. Oh yeah, like, it was terrible. Uh, uh, my thought is he got injured. That's he wanted an extension. He he wanted an extension or traded. They're like, no, we're not going to extend you. Right. Wait, you're what three years removed from being defensive MVP MVP of the league. You know, you're not going to extend him. Okay, whatever. But man, they just disrespected him, and then he goes out, still plays, 
and he gets hurt, and that's just that's tragic. It is, and, and there, like I said, there's good points to both sides. I just uh, I kind of can't condone his behavior at the moment. It's, I, I it's a little radical. I can't either, but I think that he found an opportunity to put a nail in the coffin on his way out of. Oh, he did it. He definitely did it. He yeah. will not be playing Seahawks football anytime soon. And to that, Earl Thomas, we say congratulations. <laughs> yeah. He he no work here no more. He no work here no more. Pete Cow just about no work here either. Yeah. You know, I'm not even going to go into it. I was no, ne- we won't I was go never into it. a Pete Carroll fan. Uh, even when they won, it's like you a little bit of it he built, a little bit of it he did. But he had character issues at USC. Uh, with some of his players, and, and I mean, knowing what, you know, the Reggie Bush situation and everything, come on, man. You just expected him to let those players gravitate towards him because he, you know, quote, unquote, let the inmates run the asylum, so to speak. Right, and that, and that's the last thing I'll add before we move on to this week's games. Like, that's what I used to like about Pete Carroll. Not that the inmates ran the asylum, but that he gave all inmates a chance to start like rookies weren't put on the back burner for veterans he literally let every position play it out and the the person who looked the best in camp and in preseason was starting i mean they traded to get matt flynn and they let what a third rounder in russell wilson yeah who was drafted to be their backup they let him start like yeah right he he beat him out in camp like no draft no draft capital involved or free agent capital involved in the early Pete Carroll years, and I still believe it's that way, but it, it is no longer – I can't say the start decisions are no longer working. It's it's just the players running the whole thing. Like, they do what they want. It's a mess. I'm sure they argue all the time because they do what they want. And, uh, you know, it's a mess. Get the broom. It's a mess. Yeah, I love that movie. Anyways, week five. We're not going to go into every game with a full in-depth analysis. We're going to keep it fantasy for you because everybody loves a fantasy. Absolutely. But uh, we, I will run through the gauntlet here. We got the Broncos versus the Jets, Packers versus the Lions, the Giants face the Panthers, Titans Bills, Falcons Steelers shootout written all over that one. Yeah, yeah. Ravens Browns should be a good one. Dolphins Bengals. I expect the Dolphins to continue sinking rather than swimming. Uh-huh. Uh, Jaguars and the Chiefs should be a good one. Raiders Chargers always a good. FC West battles are always good. Vikings, Eagles, Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, Diners, Texans, Cowboys, and Redskins, Saints. There's a lot of interesting matchups, and then there's a lot of matchups I, I just I'm not feeling this week for fantasy. But we'll see who we are feeling. Arms, are you feeling? We we can start out. Uh, do you have a top three QBs or maybe QBs under the radar, or just guys you like this week? Uh, well, as far as under the radar, you know, I know this is um, one of them that you're going to be a fan of, but just for the shootout aspect of it, I do like Alex Smith. Um, ton of yards, no, probably not, but Alex Smith's ultimate checkdown guy. Um, look for there to be, you know, some some broken out there plays, uh, slants into the end zone, and come away with a couple touchdowns. He hasn't really had a great year thus far, but I, I like for him to have a little bit of a bounce back opportunity. Yeah, I'm week. I'm with you on Alex Smith. I actually like him. The reason I like him is a little different, but I Alex Smith is one of my favorite plays this week because he's a little under the radar. You might be able to pick him up if you've got a quarterback on bye weeks and redraft. Um, but they're facing the Saints, and the Saints' offense is rather hot right now, meaning Alex Smith technically 
and some some weeks we get this wrong, but Alex Smith should technically be playing from behind and hitting his receivers and tight ends left and right. I, I, Jordan Reed should have a good one. Crowder should have a good one. Uh, Chris Thompson should have a good one. Just play him from behind. There's going to be a lot of garbage time stats in this one, I think. Yeah, I mean, he, he doesn't need to put the ball 50 yards downfield, but he might have to. Or, he might. Or 35, which I think is his, his range. But he, he might have to, and – you know, hey, I expect it to be a, a fairly high-scoring game. Um, go with your number two, Mr. Barker. Uh, Alex Smith was in there. I don't have him ranked as, as far as numbers go, but just three guys under the radar that I like. Um, he's not that much under the radar. We've talked about him being a top quarterback in the league now, but Jared Goff, I don't think people are still giving him, like, top three play status yet. I think it's coming. Um, but he's not just a under-the-radar guy. Like, I think – Goff is just going to keep it rolling. If you have two quarterbacks and uh, not not sure who to start because they're both good ones, I go with Goff this week. I, I, I don't go against him until he gives us a reason not to. He looks elite. I'm going to go way off the rails on this one, though. Um, I, I think Goff's going to be fine because his value's climbing. Okay, I got offered Russell Wilson plus for Goff in the league the other day accepted it broke their broke their arm to get it like yes oh my gosh thank you so much for for making this trade russell wilson's year removed from being the best uh, quarterback in fantasy but my next man up it, it based more on the the matchup that's going to uh, take place but I'm, i like the uh like this shot of josh allen having a little bit of a bounce back game really yeah like uh you know playing the titans that's not really that great of a defense at this point um you know He's we we've seen it before. We, he's got mo- apparently a little more mobility than we realized. Yeah, definitely. You know, I I didn't know that. I don't even think he ran at his pro, at, at the combine orders pro day, and d- didn't need to. But a little bit more mobile, so get you a little bit on the ground. I'm not expecting 50 yards on the ground. I'm not expecting two touchdowns on the ground, but I am expecting him to you know get a couple passes into the end zone. I, to who? I have no freaking clue. Like, I legitimately have no idea who he's going to throw him to because I don't like any of their receivers. And, you know, I've got to start Kevin Benjamin in one of my leagues, and you know, it's a 32-teamer. So, right. just, just just to clarify, I'm not that bad at drafting. But I like for him to, you know, find a couple guys open, come away with two touchdowns in this game as well. Uh, Phillip Rivers is another guy. He's He rounds out my three uh, that may be flying a little bit under the radar. But, man, AFC West matchups are always good. And the Raiders and the Chargers play this week. And the Raiders offense, I think the Raiders as a whole are a little underrated. We thought they were just terrible. But they they can win some games. I'm not saying they're a playoff team. But this team is still capable of, of walking into a stadium and coming out with a win. Just they're competitive. So I expect Rivers to be throwing the ball a ton. And that will transition me to a wide receiver that, everybody's kind of down on right now if you can go buy keenan allen i know arms is going to disagree but if you can go buy keenan allen right now at a discount just like you can odell beckham in this crazy fantasy world go get him. go get allen go get beckham quit being afraid they're lacking the touchdowns but the receptions are there go get these guys i, I have faith that both of them will finish in the top 10 i still have faith that odell beckham jr is going to be a top five receiver um, it hasn't shown it yet, and the that team, uh, the Giants, of course, have to gel a little bit more. But Allen, I mean, that's just an explosive offense all around, and Williams is starting to draw more and more of the you know the primary coverage with as good as he's doing. 
So that definitely but last week was kind of a dud for him. So yeah, I just I feel Keenan Allen coming back. I, I I agree, and particularly in a PPR league, he's going to end up finishing out the year with some monster monster games. Definitely agree there. Uh, uh, go ahead. The other uh, my third guy I've got out there that nobody loves him. Nobody's ever loved having him on their team. But Andy Dalton putting together a pretty decent year so far, playing the Dolphins. Guys, they've had some good games, but that's not a great Dolphins defense. I mean, there's there's some liabilities out there in the uh, in the defensive backfield. You know, Dalton's receivers, they're they're real. I mean, AJ Green is showing the talent that he had for years and years and years. I mean, he's he's had a good year so far, and then Tyler Boyd showing up. Tyler Boyd is just looking like an absolute PPR monster in particular. Lacks a little bit on the touchdown side, but if you're getting you know ten or eleven catches. And, you know, around 100 yards, that is that is great production. And, you know, put both of them out, out there, you're looking at probably three to four touchdowns realistically for Andy Dalton this week. I kind of I like that one as well. Before I get on to the next one, uh, I do want to drop a little word since we're talking about sits and starts. Uh, Squad QL can help you with your sits and starts this weekend because they will suggest, based on your lineup, your uh, bench and your roster, your starters and your bench, plus what's on the waiver wire, they will help you to pick your starting lineup this weekend. So here's a quick word from them, and we'll get back to the picks. Hey, it's Bark from the back row, and I have a question for you. Do you want an unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy football league? Well, look no further and download SquadQL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals this year. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup for each week based on your starters, bench players, and free agent pool. You may ask, how does SquadQL actually do this? Well, the app connects directly with your Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS leagues, pulling in your actual roster and your league's scoring system. The app also provides waiver recommendations and player rankings each week, all based on your league's settings. SquadQL truly is your go-to app for this fantasy football season. So head to SquadQL.com to download SquadQL, your all-in-one fantasy football secretary. And remember, SquadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy lineup optimizer trusted by over 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free for both Apple and Android. Take it from Bark. This is going to help you win in 2018. All right, Squad QL, check it out. It's on Apple and Android on the app stores. And uh, go check them out. Tell them the row sent you. The row. All right, so back to the players. Uh, I mentioned Keenan Allen is a guy that I liked to come back and reclaim his spot as one of the top wide receivers in the league. I want to talk about a new guy next. I think that Christian Kirk is on the rise greatly on the rise since rosen has been in he has made those receivers look a little better and i expect him you couldn't make anybody look worse than sam bradford makes everybody look no no that is impossible this arizona team they might be able to put some points on the board now and i am going to roll with christian kirk everywhere that i can everywhere he's available or everywhere i can trade for him before he gets a little too hot of a name i'm taking him and i'm not talking wide receiver one or two numbers i'm saying startable a flex or your three uh, in weeks to come, in my opinion. I love Christian Kirk this week. So I I think that the the ascension of Corey Davis has happened. 
I yeah. like Corey Davis. He's not going to do what he did last week. That was a ridiculous game. I think he had about 160-some yards and a touchdown or two. I mean, he had, right. he had a monster game. But he's playing, you know, a rough Bills team. That's not a great Bills uh, defensive backfield either. So, Davis, he appears to have some uh, connection with Mariota. If Mariota's still starting, you know, if his injury creeps up on him for some reason, uh, it ends up being Gabbert. You know, I change my mind and I don't want Davis in. Because um, he's probably going to catch, you know, 50 yards worth of balls. But Corey Davis, to me, is a must start this week as long as uh, Marriott is the starting quarterback. I think he's going to have, you know, eight to 10 catches and around 100 yards in a touch. I actually, I hate to do it, but uh, I, I think this matchup, I think the Bills are going to be back and forth all year. And the Bills were definitely back last week. I, I think they come forth this week. And I think they temper the Titans down a little bit. I still expect Corey Davis to be startable. I'm thinking six catches, 86 yards, uh, no touchdowns this week for me. But I, I just have a feeling the Bills are going to ramp it back up on defense, keep it close. It's going to be a defensive battle. And I think somehow the Bills pull it out 15 to 14. I say I, I, I'm going to disagree. I just – I, I know that the Titans have no running game, but neither do the Bills. I mean, this thing's got to be one through the air, and it, there's there's like one quality receiver on both teams combined. I have a feeling and that's they try Corey to get, Davis. I mean, I think both teams try to establish the run game this week just to try to figure out. It's going you know, to look go like, back to their supposed identity. It's going to look like a JV game. I mean, neither team has an effective running game at all. I mean, it, it's concerning. This, if you like watching running backs play. Just don't subject yourself to this game. It's going to be bad. Yeah, I definitely don't want to watch it. I have no desire to watch this one. When if this was the on. only game on, that's I'm going to find – I'll mow my grass. I will watch Dancing with the Stars, which I've never watched a single episode on. But this is the if this is the only game, I'm going to be dancing. I'll find The Voice on Demand, which I've never watched. So. <laughs> I've never watched The Voice either. I will watch The Kardashians. I will, of wa- no, I will no, watch no, I won't. That, I won't. this game before I watch I, the Kardashians. Okay, there, there's where I will watch you, Bills Titans, over those girls, the Kardashians. My God, I uh, can't handle them. Anyhow, anyhow, what? another my last wide receiver that I think's under the radar, Valdez Scantling. I caught him last week. I think I was a week too early. The Packers are ravaged with injuries, like. They're not all out yet, but Randall Cobb, I believe, is out again. Geronimo Allison, concussion, looks like he's going to be out as well. Valdez Scantling and Equinemia St. Brown are going to get a little more playing time. I'm not calling ESB. I think he catches his first pass. Um, But I think Valdez Scantling has a little bit of a breakout in a little big of a way this week. Now, keep in mind, guys, uh, listeners, we're, we know to play your studs. We're just trying to give you some names that may be available. Play Todd Gurley this week. Yeah, play Todd Gurley. And Brand, you know, Brandon Cooks should be a good – I think that Matt Ryan and Ben Roethlisberger are going to have a good, okay fantasy week yeah, start like, We know these things, and we're just trying to give you some names that might be available out there on a 10- or 12-teamer. Um, so, my number two – my number two, guys, since you jumped ahead of me with uh, – with, uh, Kirk, my number two is actually going to be uh, I like Kenny the Snake Galladay this week. That should be a high-scoring game for the Packers. Uh, Galladay's really established himself as truly the number two on that team. Um, he physically, he's the the most dominant physical receiver on the team. He, they, his nickname's Mini Tron, and man, he looks up, he lives up to it. He goes up, gets the ball, catches in traffic. I mean, he's he's the high point guy. Um, it, 
you know, we've seen what Tate did last week. Obviously, everyone knows you got to pay attention to Tate. Jones is no slouch, but this week it's going to be Galladay's show. I think Galladay comes out with a touchdown. Um, Galladay should be huge this week. Yeah, I think he's going to have a monster game. And someone who should be also a cheap price for IDP. I keep rolling him out, and he's not disappointing me. He's not killing it, but for the price, he's, he's, he's a heck of a play at, at a wide receiver three. And um, another breakout guy, Cortland Sutton playing against – I love, love that call because I really considered putting him in there. Playing against a pretty rough Jets team. Um, I mean, listen, they're probably going to be up, right? But we Should. see Demarius Thomas isn't looking like himself. Emmanuel Sanders is looking like he's, you know. Norm, old, normal Emmanuel yeah, Sanders. old Emmanuel again. Sanders. He's looking like a quality receiver, but. They're still giving Cortland Sutton five or six targets a game. As those, you know, it looks like the chemistry's starting to build a little bit with him and Keenum. And I think Sutton's going to come away with, you know, four or five balls and a touchdown this week. Probably not going to break 100 yards. But, man, I mean, he's he's catching 20-ish yards or 15 to 20 yards a catch every time now anyway. And they're trying to get him more involved. Mm-hmm. Like, it's evident that they're trying to get Cortland Sutton more involved. Like, they got rookies tearing it up on the running back end. Why not? Why not get Sutton in there? For God's sake, go ahead and throw Deshaun Hamilton in a few plays. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I love the Sutton pick. You ready to move over to uh, to running backs? Yes, brain. I am. I like all three of these players. If you're playing in an ID or a uh, DFS play, team that's got flex, spend the money on uh, Michael Thomas or or whoever you feel the need to spend the money on. Because that, that guy's a starter every week, right, Michael Thomas? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But these guys. I'm, I'm going to give you the first one, and I'm going to give you the reasons why. The first one is if he plays, Matt Breida. He's playing against an abysmal Arizona team. This season, they allowed AP to get 96 yards. The Rams only had 90, but they were up 34 points in virtually a snap of a finger. Like, they were just doing whatever they wanted. I mean, everyone on the team had a good game that week. Um, ended up finish out the game with Malcolm Brown, their backup running back. But the Rams still had 90 on them. There was the Bears had 122 as a team on the ground against them. Mike Davis. So these are consecutive weeks: 96, 90, 122. Mike Davis has 101 yards on the ground. Breed has already had a big game this year. He's going to have another one if he ends up starting against Arizona. He's going to have a, a nice game. I, I think Matt Breida's got every opportunity to go over 100 yards. If he plays, I couldn't agree more on Matt Breida. But another guy I like, which has been in the news all week. Uh, Mr. Royce Freeman, they oh, they are Royce saying Freeman. that they, he's such a hard runner. Man. He is, man. Like I, the the sad thing is, you can't take anything from either one of those rookies right now because Philip Lindsay's playing lights out and Royce Freeman is playing good football. They're playing. They're both playing good football. I think it is time though. I I, I want to say give them both more carries because Case Keenum has not been that, very that's good. That's what I was going to say. If they if that team had what I I don't think Case Keenum's a high quality quarterback. I it, just, it, I just apparently he's not. If they had a high quality quarterback with what their running backs are doing on the ground and what the qual the quality of receivers that they've got, that would be a very dangerous team right now. I mean they're, they're winning some games, but that would be dangerous if they had a stud quarterback. It really would, and and the sad thing is, like, I think that's part of the reason that they're talking about giving Royce Freeman more carries is because they they know they know that they need to. It's not Case Keenum. I'll tell you what, Case Keenum may need to help him out a little bit. Just maybe it'll spring him back to life. You think? I don't know what song this is, but I'm digging it. 
cold. And that's what I call high quality H2O. He might need some high quality H2O to get going, Case Keenum <laughs> might. I, I don't know if it'll help. I, I think he should try it. A little high quality H2O. Get, get some water in you. Gatorade sucks, Case. Drink some water. Well, I'm, I'm with you. Speaking of hard runners, you know, you like Royce Freeman, the other really hard running uh, rookie running back that's out there right now, Carryon Johnson. He's playing a rough Packers defense. That Packers team allowed 139 on the ground to the Bears, 68 to a really bad Vikings running back core because Dalvin has not looked what like what everyone expected Dalvin to be. Uh, AP got 120 and two touchdowns. What is Carryon Johnson going to do this week? I personally, I, I think that he's taking the lead far and away in that backfield. I think he is taking the lead, but I think we're going to see another line relative to 14 and 65. I, I don't think we're going to get a breakout. I, to me, Packers-Lions is the makings of a shootout, like Packers-Lions typically is. So I've got to go with carry-on getting halftime. He'll have he'll have some solid numbers, and then I, I think you're going to see the passing game take over. I hope I'm wrong, but I actually like Aaron Jones, and I know you do too. Yep, that's that's actually my third guy. I'll go. We'll, we might as well talk about him because he's in there with mine as well as my second under the radar play this week. Aaron Jones is going to take control of this backfield. I have zero doubts about it. Yep, and he's going to take control this week. Well, speaking of you know bad run defenses. Here's what the Lions have allowed on the ground this year. Isaiah frickin' Crowell had, frickin Crowell had 102 yards. Breida had 138. The Pats backfield with Sony, Sony Michelle's first game had 87 yards. And Zeke just ate them alive for 152. Aaron Jones, is he the quality of a Zeke? No. But is he the quality of a Matt Breida? Absolutely. Yeah. Should we go ahead and start saying, Isaiah Crowell, shoot! <laughs> Give him the Blake Bortles designation. Bortles is a much better player than he is at their respective but positions. Crowell, basically, in his you know fully acclimated game. I mean, you can you can kind of throw out game one for most most players, especially if they're coming off of an injury or, or suspension. Yeah, he put up Nick Chubb numbers in that yeah. game. <laughs> Previous to last week, uh, this week or last week, he had eleven for sixty-five and a touchdown. You know running all over the bills so to speak i mean that's not huge numbers but great yards per carry he's the more explosive and i I like jamal williams i always did but jones is clearly the more explosive of the two and i mean this is just a a matchup ripe for running back production if you want to once again you want to watch running backs put up some yards i think that detroit and uh, green bay is going to be a heck of a game to watch i agree and speaking of games to watch that Falcon-Steelers game that has the makings of a shootout, I'm actually going to recommend that you pick back up on James Conner this week. I think James Conner is going to have a turnaround week, and I think it's going to be mostly through the air. I think James Conner is going to give you 15 fantasy points at a minimum this week, and I think we need to quit being afraid to play him. Truth be told, he has not been great as a rusher, but he has been okay for fantasy regardless of the numbers he's putting up per carry. So he, he's a guy that I like in this game to catch a lot of balls out of the backfield to try to grind out some first downs in the air. I'm with you. I mean, he's shown that he has the ability, and you know, particularly whenever it's going to be a high-scoring affair, they you know, Big Ben does like to kick it out to the running backs. Why not have uh, James Conner have a solid game, especially in PPR? Right. I'm going to give a bonus just because everybody's down on him. David Johnson also still quality 
And I think with Rosen in at quarterback, his his usage is just going to uptick a little bit each week. I like David Johnson a ton this week. I'm with you. He's one of your studs. You should play him no matter what he's done the beginning first four games of the season. It's four games, folks. People are freaking out about Odell, David Johnson. Odell, don't freak out. It's week four, man. I mean, it's five now, but go buy these guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't be afraid. There's a reason that they are the number one, two, or three at their position. Usually, like Johnson, whenever he finished the one season, he was number one. Yeah. Odell's perennial top three. You know, guys, they're going to be fine. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but I highly doubt it. Do you, I don't know if you have any, but I have three tight ends, one of which I love. But I'll go ahead and kick them off. This week, you're going to want to add off waivers if you can. Or if you already traded for him for next to nothing, kudos to you. Tyler Boyd and A.J. Green, I don't believe, can put up those kind of numbers together forever. I think they're going to be great. They're still going to be fine. You're going to get good numbers out of both of them. But simultaneously, I'm not so sure. I think that C.J. Uzoma is going to be Uzma. Uzma. I'm sorry. It's going to be Uzma. one. Uzma. It's going to be one heck of a pickup for your team with the tight end landscape the way it is. Uzma has showed very well in limited opportunity, and now he's got that opportunity. I don't think Tyler Croft is going to be a part of the equation. Get you some Uzma. I tend to agree. Um, we were just talking about a shootout. How about Vance McDonald? I mean, the guy's stiff arm so brutal that he, he puts people on the IR. Plenty of opportunities. Big Ben has eyes for him. Ben likes to throw to this guy. And I don't think it's going to stop this week. I mean, he has tons and tons of options, but you have to pay attention to Juju. You have to pay attention to A.B. Vance McDonald's going to have a nice game. Yeah, Vance McDonald's got the potential to have a nice game every week. I mean, if he's sitting out on your waiver wire and you don't really have much, if you're rolling with Jimmy Graham every week, go grab you some Vance. That's funny because I'm going to say that – I think I like Jimmy Graham is actually having a decent week this he, week. He's always possibly going to have a good yeah, week. It's it, just and I'm I, listen. I, don't I, know. I am straight up down on Jimmy Graham. I'm not a huge fan, but at the end of the day, like they're tar- he's he's getting the targets that I wasn't expecting. So it's been four, eight, seven, six. He's got one touchdown in that time span, but you know nothing special. 170 yards, but I like Jimmy Graham to you know in a, in a game that's probably going to be pretty close. I like Jimmy Graham to actually come down with a touchdown. And as we said last week, a touchdown for a tight end, you're top 10. Oh, yeah. Instant. And how about Ebron last night? We didn't even touch on that game yet, but Ebron, Colts lost. But as far as the uh, best receiving option when T.Y. Hilton is out, bar none in Indy, it's Eric Ebron. You mean Naheem Hines? No, Ebron. Dude, Naheem Hines looked, Naeem Hines is good. looked pretty solid last night. Not on the ground as much. I mean, he was... He had his moments. Yeah, but Alvin Kamara is not typically that solid on the ground either. And, and I'm not saying they're the year. same type of player, but I go on. Naheem Hines, look, still someone you could probably get for cheap. If you've got a player out there, now thinking, you know, a, a redraft league, if you've got someone out there who's injured or, you know, someone's, you've got AP and someone's got Naheem Hines, make that trade. Go after Naheem Hines to get be as your running back, too, because I think he's going to have a good year, particularly from a PPR standpoint. Can't argue with that because I played him as my RB2 uh, last night. So, yeah, I like Naheem Hines as well, but, man, Ebron was tearing it up. Patriots look like the Patriots again, unfortunately. I hate to even talk about him. Josh Gordon had a touchdown, looked okay. Uh, Edelman was back, PPR, 
you know, PPR relevant from the get-go, made Tom Brady look a lot better than he has from the get-go. <sighs> hate the Patriots. That's all I got to talk about. You want to add anything about that game before we move on? Um, Sony Michelle's arrived. Yeah, Sony Michelle is a, an every week start. I mean, it's he's official. right around a hundred yards, and you know, quite possibly a touchdown or two. I well, mean, and he's he's going to get the volume. I mean, it's this is two games in a row. First round draft pick. Uh, the Patriots have won convincingly two games in a row. Well, you you gave Sony Michelle. I was going to say, what's the difference carries. maker? There's the difference. It's, it's Sony Michelle being in the game. Yeah, you, you're Michelle keeping keeping uh, defensive backfields honest now with Tom Brady. Like, oh, Tom Brady's he's no longer scary. Patriots suck this year. Okay, well, we're going to run the ball at you and get you just enough off guard to where Brady's just going to pick you apart, and that's what they're going to do all season, unfortunately. Uh, God, I hate them. Me too. I hate, I hate them so, bad. So bad. So bad. My my, uh, my last tight end that I'm going to talk about, I think it's it, – he's got bad hands. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. He don't know what to do with them. He's got bad hands. He has no idea what to do with them. But, my God, they just keep targeting you know, three out of the four weeks, David Njoku's had seven targets. And that's painful. You love Njoku. I do. But, but it's painful. But la- it's true. Last week, he he brought down five of them. Yeah, he dropped one. It went right into his hands. But Baker Mayfield is a difference maker at quarterback. Baker Mayfield was going to find him open, and he's going to come down with five or six catches again, and that's going to be good enough for top ten production again. Absolutely. I, I, I can't help but agree. Two guys I like. I'm not going to go in depth about them because I'm not calling breakouts here. But Jeff Hewerman and Ricky Seals-Jones are startable this week, in my opinion. Jake Budd out with the ACL tear. Sad, but true. Uh, Hewerman was a guy that was battling for the starting position anyways, and I think Butt was going to be a good one. So with him going out, I think Hewerman's very serviceable. I don't think he's going to be a bad tight end by any stretch of the imagination. I think he's going to be startable. If you pick your matchups, I like Hewerman in this matchup tomorrow. I mean, if you go back and look at Case Keenum's history, like he he liked to throw to a tight end very similar to Hewerman and Kyle Rudolph. And Hewerman's going to run that Case Keenum range of one to four yards, and that's it's just going to be magic for Hewerman. He's going to have 28 receptions for 47 yards in this game Sunday. <laughs> uh, man, I mean, it, when, and other than the receptions, that's almost Austin Hooper-like numbers. Yeah, he's getting close. I, I think you could look at Hurman as the next Austin Hooper this season. <laughs> I would, I would rather I have, I would rather have Hurman than Austin Hooper. I, I actually would. Too, I think, which is I think Hooper's hot garbage. Sad but true. Before we get on to some IDP and also guys that we don't like this week, we're going to go ahead and give you some uh, my bookie information. If you use the code row twenty five at mybookie.com, you're going to get every dollar for dollar matched plus twenty five bucks. All you got to do is go sign up and use row 25. Here's a word from them, and we'll get right back at it. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually, it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. You can lay down some cash and win big today. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over or under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. So join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code ROW, capital R-O-W, 
to activate the offer. Again, visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use promo code ROW when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. So again, just go to MyBookie, use the uh, code ROW25, and uh, help us out. Help us keep going, making more episodes. And who doesn't love to gamble a little bit? Arms, let's talk some IDP before we talk some sits and kick it off to Hux. All right, so we talked about how solid those uh, Broncos running backs are. I mean, they don't try to establish run every week. They establish the run every week. I mean, you've got two of them, and hot hand doesn't matter because we're talking IDP. I think that the only guy on the uh, in the linebacking core for the Jets that can keep up with them is Deron Lee. He's going to have another good game. The Broncos will run it. They're not afraid to run it, and they're going to be very effective at it. But Deron Lee's going to rack up several tackles this game. I agree with both of those things, and I'm going to switch to the other side and say that Von Miller is, even though not a tackle-dependent linebacker, is absolutely going to feast on Sam Darnold this week. Uh, to move on to the next player, you know, we once again I was talking about establishing run in that Packers uh, that Packers Lions game. You know, I think Carrion has a great game, and you know, even if Blunt if he does anything, whatever, that's fine. But I think Oren Burks finally has this opportunity to start showing out. You know, coming back from injury, he's getting a little bit more acclimated. I think he ends up having a de- decent game beside a, a really solid Blake Martinez. Look for Burks to end up with, you know, seven or eight tackles. They might might all be before halftime, but he's going to have a good game. I'm going to throw out one as well. I think that Raekwon McMillan has slowly been building up to a big game. He's put a a few more tackles up each passing week. Nothing great yet, but I think with the return of Joe Mixon and the Bengals trying to establish the run again, I think that Raekwon Millen is finally going to have a startable week in fantasy. The only concern I have with with Raekwon is how good Jerome Baker has been and how good good Kiko has been. Kiko is having one of the best years out of any linebacker in the league right now. I mean, he's getting to the ball too, too quick. You know, Raekwon is kind of, for someone who's as fast as he is, because he's, he's a speed demon as well, um, both those outside linebackers are just, they're getting to the ball before he can. So my, my concern is that a Raekwon, he's just not, the the plays just aren't going to him. The other guys are getting there first. I'll tell you another guy, and I agree with that as well to an extent, but I think somehow Raekwon comes above it. Baker takes a step back. But the Rams-Seahawks game, Mark Barron is coming back. Uh, for the Rams at linebacker, but I think he's going to be on a snap count. I think you can continue to roll Ray McWilson out if bye weeks have you in a pinch because I'm going to do that. I think Ray McWilson's still going to have a pretty solid week uh, with tackle numbers. Um, my final guy, I'm going to go, you know, once again, matchup dependent. Um, we know that the Giants are going to try to establish on the ground because they have, you know, they spent the price for Zeke, right, or Zeke, gee, many Christmas, Saquon. You know, close to the same player. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Kind of, talent-wise, really. Yeah, but, the way they run, I mean. Yeah, I mean, but Shaq Thompson, obviously you know you're going to play Keekly, but Shaq Thompson, he's been ramping up to have some good games, and, you know, he's, he's steadily progressing, and I think it continues this week because they're going to try to feed it to Saquon. You know, the, the, how, is, how are the Giants going to win? Right now, Eli, not. Eli Manning doesn't look very impressive. He's not. But if they're going to win, they got to win with Saquon. So they are going to have to establish whether it's short passes to Saquon or runs with Saquon. They're going to get the ball in his hand plenty of times. And who's going to be the primary guy covering him? It's going to be someone from the linebacker core. And to me, that's going to be Shaq Thompson this week. All right, let's talk some uh, 
D lineman real quick. Is there any D lineman? I, I probably only touch on one or two, but is there anybody you you like defensive lineman wise that somebody may not be starting? Could be a out of the shadows pick. I mean, it's just it's it, D line is just play your studs. It feels like there's got to be some new studs every week though. Does there? Because. Yes. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I, is there anyone that I have faith in having an absolute breakout game? Not in particular. Um, I think it, as good as this uh, Browns defense is getting, you know, they've now got to make sure they're accounting for one of the best defensive ends in the league in Miles Garrett. So what, what's that going to leave open? Emmanuel Ogba and Larry Ogunjobi. Those guys are going to have you know a little bit less focus on them. Both of them have shown that they have the ability to get to the quarterback. You know they're they're producing maybe not astronomical numbers, but serviceable numbers this year. So I actually like both of them in this Ravens game. I like that. I almost feel like you stole mine, even though it wasn't really mine. But you put that in my head. I might be playing me some Ogba this weekend in, in weeks where I have bye weeks uh, for my studs. But speaking of those bye weeks. Charles Harris is a guy that's been getting to the quarterback, putting some pressure on for Miami, but he hasn't got that sack number yet. Uh, I I think Charles Harris finally gets in the sack category this week, gets his first sack of the season. So if you need someone in a pinch, uh, he's probably available on your waiver wire, even in Dynasty, more than likely. So he's a guy that I'd pick up. Arms, do you like I got Do one, you I, like that? I've, I've got one more, and this guy has been – he's let me down – so far this season entirely. I thought he was going to be a top five finisher. I really did. And it's Yannick. Yannick Naku. Or Ngakau. I can't remember how they said his name. One of my favorite, you know, skill set type defensive ends. Last week he finally came on, got that first sack of the season. We know that Pat Mahomes is more than willing to step back and just heave the ball. What Pat Mahomes hasn't had yet is defensive backs who cover his receivers effectively. This week he's got that. There's going to be a little less time in that po- you know in the pocket for him because he's going to have to hang on the ball a little bit longer. Mahomes, we show he's shown that he has ability to you know get out of out of the pocket and move, but I think Yannick's the guy to match him up and, and shut him down. Big prediction here. He's only got one on the year. I think Yannick comes away with two this week. I like it. While you're on that roll, give me a safety or two that you like this week. Oh, I'll give you uh, or cornerback uh, if you're if you're a cornerback kind of guy. Uh, we still don't know the status of Jaquiski Tart. So Anton Exum, he's played well the last two weeks in a row. Um, I don't see any reason why he would would falter. I mean, putting up double digits, he's playing against a rookie quarterback in Josh Rosen. Look for a mistake or two to be made. Um, not a great uh, receiving core for Arizona either. So I actually like Ant, uh, Exum to have another good week. That's a guy that I was thinking about for sure, good old Dante Exum. But a guy I love this week in a game he's sure to at least get opportunity. We've talked about him before, but Ronnie Harrison in Jacksonville, he's facing the one and only Patty Ice, who I think is going to really catch the Jags off guard. I think he's going to be just fine against that elite Jags defense. I think he gets back to his multiple touchdown ways and throws three to four touchdowns in this one. And I think Ronnie Harrison is going to be plenty busy tackling receivers and tight ends all over the field. I love Ronnie Harrison this week as a bi-week fill-in. I I think both of them are going to be okay. Um, Next player I've got up had a a decent game last week, and that's Minka. You know, he's earning his his spot. 
You know, yeah, there was an injury, but what did he do? He showed that he's he's worthy to be on the field. So Minka, with you know th- that really solid uh, receiving core for the Bengals, they're going to be targeting players. Who who better to target than the rookie? Why not target the rookie? So Tyler Boyd catching ten or eleven balls, Minka with ten or eleven tackles. I like it. Reversing it, since we're on the uh, IDP side, we'll just work our way back up. Uh, guys, I'm sitting this week, and I'm not going to go through big lists of them. But uh, before, Marcus, before you go on that, I will tell you two more. I like uh, Demonte Kazee, the uh, Atlanta safety, and uh, Derwin James. I like both of them to have decent weeks again. They've they've been doing it last couple weeks as well. Sorry. No, you're good. But uh, Marcus May, I, I think you can sit him. He came back, had a good week for the Jets. But I like we talked about earlier, the Broncos, Freeman and uh, Lindsey are going to get more carries, in my opinion. And I, I think that is going to limit the safeties back there and getting some tackles. I expect the corners to come up and get some more tackles due to the running game of the Broncos. So he's one of, one of my biggest sits this week. Jets, DBs, I'm not playing any of them this week. Oh, absolutely not. Now, I'll give you some no-fly players for me. No-fly. No, I, I don't want – and this – the first one I'm going to give you is insanity. Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes had a little bit of a rougher week last week. And once again – For re- fantasy, though, you got a rushing touchdown and a passing I touchdown. I get that, but but compared to what he's been doing. Well, yeah. Now – Can't keep that pace once up. Once again, the, the best two active corners in the league on the same team. Right? Right. Absolute stud corners, the best tandem of corners in the league. Really solid safeties. This is going to be a difficult week for him. We're going to find out if Pat Mahomes is the real deal this week because he looked a little worse for wear last week than he has. You know, he's put up some ridiculous numbers, and last week he looked looked mortal. And I think this week he's going to look like a rookie quarterback. I mean, maybe, maybe he gets two touchdowns, but – uh, to me, that's probably his ceiling this week. I, in in uh, in DFS, I stay away from Pat Mahomes this week entirely. Something a lot of other uh, you know podcasts have been saying this this word. I'm going to say it too, and this is why I think that Pat Mahomes is going to be just fine this week because he is the truth. Okay. Patty Mahomes is the truth. I, he's. I mean, listen, he's MVP of the league so far. The truth. But my, I don't even want to call him Patty Ice anymore. He's going to be Patty the Truth Mahomes. I, I'm just saying, it, it, you're going to be disappointed if you spend your DFS budget to get Pat Mahomes. Uh, another player that I'm – this is probably a little bit crazy, particularly if, if you're in a league that that is uh, real harsh on interceptions. I'm sitting Joe Flacco as well. Uh, Flacco's had a pretty decent year so far, but that's a very much improving Browns defense. I think the Browns might have an opportunity to come away with this game. The you know end up with their second win of the season. Um, and, uh, Ward Denzel Ward, very solid uh, cornerback. He's going to probably come away with a pick or two this week. Man, I, I I just I'm staying away from Joe Flacco this week. And then of course my third one, and he's if you're playing him, you're disappointed because you had to pay to get him, but I'm staying away from Russell Wilson as well. Even though they're going to be behind, I don't think it's going to matter. Because, no, I don't either. Because, I mean, there's so much havoc that is being created by that Rams defense. Yeah, and I'm going to give you another IDP. Uh, the Eagles with Alshon Jeffrey back and Carson Wentz rolling and the running back situation, kind of a mess in Philadelphia. Probably why they've entertained the thought of trying to trade for Lev Bell. Uh, they don't have Lev Bell yet, or maybe they won't. 
But the Eagles are going to throw the ball a lot. Eric Kendricks and those other Vikings linebackers, I'm not playing them this week. I think the Eagles are going to air it out in a in a shootout where uh, those linebackers don't get a whole lot done. I'm also going to move on uh, Devontae Freeman. I'm not touching him. He's playing this week, uh, not on the injury report whatsoever. But I think that the Falcons have been solid without him. I don't expect him to come back into this 18 to 23 carry range. I think Tevin Coleman's going to get his. Edo Smith has proved to be effective. He's going to get a little. And Devontae Freeman, I'm calling it right now, he can't really stay on the field lately, and I think he's starting to break down. Even though he's only 26, I don't like Freeman in this game, and honestly, I don't like him for the rest of the season. Okay. I mean, I I wouldn't go so far to say him for the rest of the season. Coming in hot. But I'm, Tev Coleman, if this is going to be a shootout, Coleman is more or less their, their third down back. I mean, he's their pass-catching asset. So, I, I actually, I'll buy that. I'll absolutely buy that. I just sold you something. <laughs> AP uh, as well. I'm not playing AP. Saints are going to get out to a big lead. AP's not a pass-catcher. Yes, he's probably going to play. Yes, he's looked good. He's, am I buying him for the season? I am. I like AP all year long, but not in this one. I, man, I don't know. I, I I, I'm I, he's caught some passes, but I'm actually I, I haven't liked AP at all this year, even with two two uh, decent games so far this year. But he's up and down, up and down, and yep. he, it's going to be down again because he's not going to have any run. Um, Marshawn Lynch, one of the best uh, as far as yardage guys in the league right now. I think that the Chargers they get out to a big lead in this, and that renders him irrelevant. Which who does that make more relevant? Jalen Richard, their third down back. Uh, Richard might have a decent game, but I'm I'm steering away from a Marshawn Lynch in this game. I, I just I, I I'm not a huge fan, even as a Raiders fan. I, he's growing on me, he's growing on me, but I just think that they're going to be behind too quickly for that to matter. I'm going to back up my Patty Mahomes start this week, saying he'll be fine with a little uh, red emergency light on Kareem Hunt, just because he had a good week last week. I don't think it happens again. This Jags defense is pretty good, and I do think Patty Mahomes is going to be the only thing that comes at them and has success. So I am not playing Kareem Hunt in leagues where I don't have to. Don't get me wrong. You can't sit him and play Kenyon Drake. Don't do that. But if you've got an option that is a good matchup-based option, Kareem Hunt might be on my bench this week. I've got a, a guy that I we keep endorsing. Uh, that I, I'm like, ah, play him. He's going to be cheap. Play him. You, you should be able to get him for next to nothing. Play him. Lamar Miller, don't play him this week. Maybe never. I mean, at this point. Foreman's you, getting close to coming back, too. Correct. Correct. So you've got uh, Smith and you've got Vander Esch. And, you know, I don't I don't know if Lee's playing this week, but those are some solid linebackers. And I think that they just bottle up anything Lamar Miller's trying to put out there. Uh, who wins the game? You know, probably the Texans. Probably, but they're going to win it in the air. They're not winning it at all because uh, because of what Lamar Miller's doing on the ground. He's just – stay completely away from Lamar Miller. Uh, and my last one, I, I'm veering entirely away from all Eagles running backs this week. I, oh, yeah. I normally like Corey Clement uh, from a, a pass-catching standpoint, but I'm just veering completely away because I think that's a, a very solid Vikings defense. Gotcha. I'm going to also veer away from Jordy Nelson this week. I think that Amari Cooper keeps it going. I think they are going to find a way to make sure they force feed him somehow. And I think Jordy Nelson actually gets on the back burner a little bit this week, 
even in a potential shootout, I think uh, one of the wide receivers other than Nelson is going to kind of have that next biggest game behind Amari Cooper for the Raiders well, this week. I, I, Jared Cook. Jared Cook's looked really solid. So I mean, you he, mean Cookatron? Yeah, he he's looked like an absolute animal. I mean, six foot five, I believe, and just running people over. You you toss it up to him because he's got the size advantage on everybody who's covering him. So yeah, no, I, I'm I'm actually with you. I'm I'm definitely fading on uh, on Jordy. Uh, one, I just I've never really liked him, and you know, it just is what it is. Um, another player who's been doing well from a receiver standpoint, uh, Funches. Funches is okay, not great, but this week I just don't think it's a week for him. I think uh, most of the targets go to Christian McCaffrey. Um, there's a lot of short availability, I guess you could say, playing against the Giants, and McCaffrey's probably going to come away with legitimately 15 catches this week. I'm also, uh, since you were talking about tight end just a minute ago, I'm also going to give a uh, big break pumping uh, to Kyle Rudolph. I, I don't think he gets in the end zone this week, and he's been touchdown dependent. Uh, His Kyle entire Rudolph's, career he's been yeah, touchdown Yeah, he dependent. has. He's not a guy that I'm excited about this week. I kind of think the Eagles are going to – I think it's going to be a receiver versus receiver game, and I am I am going to play Dalvin Cook this week. Got a good feeling that he's going to get it going. It's week five. He's had four this weeks to get his called. legs under this him. I've called, called it all year. This is where you can play Dalvin Cook. I'm going to put that in the bark bank. I'm I'm entirely disagreeing with you. Um, I'm at this point, and I'm a Dalvin Cook believer. I'm not sure that he's comfortable in his own body right now. I feel like that's the biggest problem with him. He's got the ability. It just he's not doing it. And if you're going to get it going, it's probably not against the Eagles on the ground. Gotcha. I'm going to give you a quick QB sit. Uh, I think that uh, this. Season finally catches up to Andy Dalton, puts him back down to irrelevance a little bit. I think Miami's going to play a good defensive game this week against the Bengals, and I think that's going to cut into Andy Dalton's season stats. I'm sitting Andy Dalton this week if I have another option. Gotcha. So you want to go down the game list, call our winners and losers? Let's do it. Broncos, Jets tomorrow, Arms. Who you got? Do you really have to ask? Broncos. I'm going to go Broncos with ball control as well. Packers, Lions. Give me the Lions. I'm with be- you. Because I think they have the superior talent. Matthew, on offense. Yeah, on offense. Matthew Stafford, is he's at full strength, and Aaron Rodgers has, has put up okay numbers, but he's still hobbled. So I'm going to go with the Lions. Yeah, I think that Aaron Jones is going to have quite a good game, and I like the Packers to keep this one close. But I'm going to go Lions as well on that one. I really like uh, the progression. I think it's only going to be a matter of time before – uh, that team gets going, and I think the Lions are going to eke one out this week. Giants, Panthers, arms. Give me the Giants. Ooh, I, Give me the Giants ooh. with the big bounce back week from Odell Beckham Jr. I think that offensive line is just going to gel and get a little bit better as the season goes on. And Saquon, he's looking like he's worth that pick. Saquon's looking like the real deal, and I believe he gets it going a little bit, catches several passes out of the backfield. So give me the Giants with Saquon getting a touchdown and Odell Beckham Jr. getting a touchdown. I think Odell's going to be fine in this game, but I uh, give me the Panthers all day long in this one. I just can't bet on the Giants, and I think Cam Newton's going to have a good rushing game. Titans, Bills, arms. Man, the, the, the game of no running back. I mean, the, literally, Corey Davis. What are you is, talking about Marcus Murphy on the bill? No, never mind. The, the, Corey Davis is like the only player worth playing on both teams. 
So I, I'm going to have to go with give me the Titans. And that's just the, the scale tipper is because neither team has a running back I want. Neither team has a tight end that I want. And honestly, I really don't want either quarterback. But Corey Davis, is, uh, his connection with Marks Mariota, that's enough for me. And I think that's a difference maker. I think I talked this one earlier. Bills 15, Titans 14. All I got to say about that. Falcons, Steelers arms. Man, just too much talent at this point on the Falcons. Hmm. Too much talent on the Falcons. I think they outscore him, outscore him, and I honestly wouldn't surprise me if this game went over 80 total. Despite me hating on them a little bit in the divisional series game or pod that we did the other day with uh, the AFC North, I think the Steelers are still a threat to win that division, and I think the they Steelers offensively outmuscle the Falcons. This is a tale of two terrible defenses, and I'm going to put my money on Juju and A.B. this week, along with James Conner. See, I I think that Julio and Calvin Ridley and Sanu all have really good games. If I had to, if you were in some sort of uh, pick them to where you picked a receiving tandem, it's those three this week. They're going to feast. Ravens, Browns. Browns. Yes. Okay, me too. The Browns, Landry's going to have a great game. I, I feel like uh, in Joku, I already said, I think he's going to you know possibly get into the end zone this week. And, you know, I think Baker comes away with two or more touchdowns this week. I agree 100%. I'm with you on board, word for word, Dolphins, Bengals. Bringing back Joe Mixon's going to be too much. Uh, the Dolphins, they, they've – Hey, I've said it. Their linebackers, their outside linebackers in particular, they look really solid. They've got some pretty, you know, decent safeties as far as that goes. But you know what? I think that the uh, the the receiving and Joe Mixon, that's that's just too much. Give me the Bengals. Rashad Jones comes back this week, gets that defense pumped up. I think they figure it out on defense. Like I said earlier, defense. Vontaze Perfect comes back this week too. Not worried about him. That, that almost sounds like our guest Eric about Juju yesterday. Like, he's trash. Vont- Vontez Perfect and Preston Brown side-by-side, side, that is a dangerous linebacker tandem. Against the run, I don't think Dolphins are going to run as usual, but I think they're going to have a defensive battle, and I think the Dolphins are going to hold off Jaguars' Chiefs' arms. I, I think it, it's hard to say. <laughs> it is. I'm going Chiefs just to let I'm you know. Gonna, I've already called Patty's number. I'm going to go with the Jaguars because I think that they're going to cover those receivers effectively. Uh, it's going to take a little bit more time for uh, Patrick Mahomes to find that open guy. And I think that the Jaguars come away with a few sacks. I think we're going to start looking at Saxonville again this week. Saxonville. And they're going to have three or four as a team. I got Chargers over Raiders because I think the Chargers are the more talented team. That's all I got to say about that. Who you got? I don't think you have to think that they're a more talented team. They are the more talented team. Give me the Chargers. Vikings-Eagles arms. Oh, man, just such a dangerous receiving core for the Vikings. I mean, both of them. Just, I, if, I, it feels like they broke 100 yards each every week. Am I wrong? No. Because I feel like they have. And if they haven't, it's like 130 and then 80. But for me, you know what? Give me the Eagles. I still think they're the more complete team. Uh, I'm going to go Eagles, too. I think it's going to be a close one, and the Vikings will play better. Uh, your fantasy guys on the Vikings are, are going to be much better than they were last week. But ultimately, I, I, I think Wentz just gets it done this week. Uh, so on to the next game, Arms. We got Rams, Seahawks. Who are you liking that one? This It's just not <laughs> yeah, even close. It seems like we're talking about the Bills versus the Rams. It, it doesn't matter at this point who it is versus the Rams. Give me the, the Rams versus the Chiefs, and I'm probably taking the Rams by 10 points. 
The Rams look like the best team in the league right now. They are the they, best team in the league. Excuse me. You're right. They are because they have three really solid receivers. And now elite quarterback. A, a top top 10 at minimum quarterback. And defense. And arguably the best running back in the league. Oh, by the way, the two best defensive tackles in the league. You know, some solid linebackers. Now they, I believe they've got some, some issues based on uh, injuries in their defensive backfield. But I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. I don't either. think it matters. I think that they're gonna, uh, they're just gonna put this away early. It wouldn't surprise me if they won by thirty. Same here. I'm with you, word for word. Cardinals, Niners. I mean, Kyle Shanahan's offense can Beathard do it? No, I think, I think he can. No, this is this is Rosen's first first uh, first win. Eric Rosen has his best game, even though he's only started one. I think he improves on last week's performance, but I like Beathard to Kittle and Bereta if he plays. I like that com- that trio of fantasy production. I like the Niners in this one. Cowboys-Texans, Battle of Texas. I, I Here's what we're going to see. Zeke is going to get 120-plus yards and a touchdown, and the Texans are going to win. Okay. Like I, it's counterintuitive uh, for someone to put up that number, but it, he keeps they keep doing it. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one, actually, 100% as well. I think that Deshaun Watson is going to be just fine that week. Uh, re- this week, I'm sorry. Redskins and Saints. Saints. Yeah, I don't think the Redskins really have a chance. I think they could like make it look close yes. at the end of the game, like only lose by 10, but the score is not as close but as the Ma- actual game Mark was. Ingram's coming back. You know, you've got – Obviously, you know one of the best, at least the most dynamic running back in the league in Alvin Kamara, and Ingram grinding it out at the end. Both of them playable this week. Obviously, Kamara is, but I think Ingram's also playable for fantasy purposes because they're he's going to run the ball a ton after the half. I agree, and that's your week five uh, preview, folks. Enjoy your weekend of football. Hopefully, the next episode, you got me arms and knit back. Hopefully, he's not on investigative discovery after the episode. He actually did message us just now, and uh, he is okay. I'm glad. I'm glad. Although I'm I, glad. I kind of like the thought process of maybe Lambert, but oh. you know, I'm just playing, Chad. Oh. I'm just playing, Chad. Hey, um, guys, tune in for our divisional series, though. Um, it's, it's seems like it's, it's a fun, they're fun ones to listen to. The last one was way shorter than we anticipated and, uh, not nearly as heated as I thought it'd be. No, but Hey, it goes that way. Sometimes we're going to leave you with, uh, one of the popular things of the show. People are really starting to dig them. Some spending your DFS hey, bucks with Hux. Before you start that, look Huck, Huck's up on Twitter. Yes. Because he's posting what he's winning. Yes. And last week, I want to say that like fourth place was the worst he finished, and that was in a, a couple thousand people league. I mean, he's he's winning pretty much all of his you know double ups. I mean, Hux is he's putting out some great numbers. Take his advice because at the end of the day, the guy's winning money, and you can too. He's doing it and doing it and doing it well. Hux with your spending your DFS bucks with Hux report is now. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy some Hux. And we are out. Good night. Peace. Hey, everyone. This is Brian Hux here with your back row DFS report for week five. Um, had a good week four. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the higher own chalk plays came through. Seemed like all the, all the, all the favorite plays of last week were, they hit, um, and if you had some Mitch Trubisky like I had in a couple lineups, you did pretty good. 
Um, we're going to go ahead and move along here. Start with quarterbacks. List our favorites, our fades, and our value plays. Um, my favorite quarterback this week is Big Ben, which I think he's going to be pretty popular. Um, I'm hoping him being the highest priced quarterback at 6900 he's not extremely chalk, but at home, great matchup against a banged-up Atlanta defense. Their implied total of 30, 30 points. Highest overrunner on the week, currently at 58. So, expect to shoot out. I could I, I see one of those big bid type of games of, you know, 40 to 50 pass attempts with, you know, four to five touchdowns. I, I, I could see that. Kind of similar numbers to the Chiefs game just a couple weeks ago. But I, I could really see him just putting up 35 to 40 trafficking point this week. Um, my fade this week, and I don't think he'll have a whole lot of owner percentage, but I'm not playing him as Marcus Mariota, 6,100. Um, I know people might look at it, him playing Buffalo and the game he had last week against Philly. I mean, the Titans look good. They're three and one should be able to go into Buffalo and beat them. They're the better team, but. I think Buffalo, I think that's going to be a low-scoring game. It's a low over-under. It's under 40, I believe. Um, I just, just with his price at 6,100, I'm just not playing him when I could play you know, a couple guys around him. I mean, Mahomes is only $100 more. Cousins, $100 less. So, I'm just not playing Mariota this week. Uh, my value play this week is Derek Carr, 5,200. Um, you saw what he could do last week yeah, against Cleveland, over 400 some yards. Um, but another good matchup this week against the Chargers. They're going to have to throw the ball. Um, if, I mean, their implied total of 24, the over-under on the game is 53. Uh, but I definitely like Carr this week. will be... Him and Big Ben are going to be mixed in between my lineups, um, majority of my lineups. I'm not even sure which one I'm going to play in cash. Just kind of line up build and see where I go with the other positions to see if I can spend up to Big Ben. If not, I'm perfectly happy with playing Derek Carr. Um, let's move on to running back. Um, well, my favorite running back before injury news that Gio wasn't going to play was David Johnson at 6,300 against the 49ers. Really think this is the week he just he bust out for 25 to 30 DraftKings points. Um, but with Gio being out, Joe Mixon playing, I really like Joe Mixon this week at 6,900. Um, I, I would say Mixon and DJ are going to, be in the majority of my lineups together. Um, I don't think I, I like Gurley this week, but I don't think you need to pay all the way up for him. I don't think you need him this week. Um, nothing wrong with playing him if you can fit him in, but uh, there's too many other plays I like out there that I'll have very little of Gurley this week. Um, 
Also, Christian McCaffrey at 8K. I like his matchup. Um, my fade this week is the Falcons running backs. Uh, even with that high over under, I just with Freeman back, I'm not gonna play. I'm not gonna play Freeman or Coleman this week. I just not really sure how the workload is. It gonna be how it normally is with Freeman getting the bulk of the load and then Coleman just relieving him. Um, so I'm just gonna stay away from the Falcons running backs. And my favorite value play is Aaron Jones at 4,300. I really wish they would just give him the give him the job. Um, he was just he's just lights out better than anybody else that runs the ball on that team. Um, at wide receiver, we're moving along pretty quick here. Um, at wide receiver, my favorite wide receiver is um, Stephen Diggs at 7K. I'm really intrigued by the Philly Minnesota game. Um, it's, I think it's going to be a high scoring game, and it's and teams have been able to pass on Philly, and I'll have plenty of digs and Thielen. Um, it's actually probably going to be my favorite stack this week. We'll talk about that stacks here in just a bit. Uh, my fade this week is Odell Beckham. At 8K, just don't like the matchup against Carolina. Um, and I don't like his quarterback either, which I, I just, I'm going to stay away from Odell for now. Um, just too many other receivers around his price that I would much rather play. You know, Julio's just above him. Keenan Allen's right there with him in a great matchup with the, uh, the Raiders. Um, and you got, obviously, you got. Uh, Juju is going to be probably the chalk this week. That's who I think is going to be the highest owned receiver is Juju. Julio is probably going to be right up there also. If you want to pay it for Antonio Brown, this could be the week he goes over 100 finally. It's hard to believe that he's gone four weeks in a row without hitting the 100-yard mark. Um, if, I, if Big Ben has the game he's going to have, I think he's going to have this week. I I think Antonio Brown's going to be a big part of it, but with his price tag, I'm just I'll probably stay away. Depending on how many different variations of the Steelers Falcons game I throw together, uh, my favorite value play this week is Jordy Nelson. I'm going to pair him up with Carr in the lineups. I have Carr um, at 4,500. He's just the last two games, he's had he has fifty D, he has fifty DraftKings points over the last two weeks. Um, he's averaging eight targets a game, and he scored a touchdown in the last two weeks. Um, seems him and I mean that the passing game is looking pretty good in Oakland, but at forty five hundred, I think he easily meets value against the Chargers. Um, at tight end. My favorite tight end play and is Zach Ertz. He's the number one tight end on the board at 6,500. I don't normally pay all the way up for tight ends, but I will definitely have some Ertz in my lineups. Um, and then my fade is Kelsey because if I'm paying up, I'm going to Ertz. Kelsey's a fine play. It's just if I'm spending up, I'm going to Ertz. I'm, and if I'm not going to play Ertz, I'm going to my value play. 
and Nick Vanette for the Seahawks, who's a starter there now with Disley out for the season. But at 2,500, he's, I mean, he allows you to fit. He's a, he allows you to make a lot of different lineups at, and um, really like him this week. Got a good matchup, too, against the Rams, who have let off some yardage to the tight ends this year. And then being in Seattle, I think I think Seahawks at least compete in that game. I don't think they can beat the Rams, but I think they at least compete. And I think uh, Seattle, I don't know if I, – I, I don't. It depends on how many lineups I pay, I play this week, but a really low, cheap, low owned stack uh, could be a Seahawks stack there with Wilson, Vanette, and Doug Baldwin, who's also cheap. Wilson's really cheap, also at fifty one hundred. Um, some defenses I like this week: the Ravens at twenty eight hundred against Cleveland. Um, I like the Panthers at thirty three hundred against the Giants. And I like the Bengals at 2,700 at home against Miami. Um, all right, let's talk some stacks. I think everybody's everybody's favorite, I don't know if it's everybody's favorite, but it's going to be the chalk stack this week, game stack anyways. Atlanta, Pittsburgh, highest over under. Um, there's different variations you can go. Um, you know, if you go to the Atlanta side, you can go Ryan Julio Ridley or just Ryan Ridley or Ryan Julio. Um, but my the Pittsburgh side is my favorite side with Big Ben, Juju, and Vance McDonald. Um, probably getting a little too expensive to play Brown and Juju with Ben. Um, and I haven't even talked about James Conner. He's just... I'm not going to have a lot of Connor at 7,500. Price is just up there, and he hasn't been real productive, even though Atlanta, we've seen what the running backs can do, especially running backs that are really good at catching the ball. Um, my favorite my favorite stack, which I'll have majority of lineups, is that Vikings-Philly game. Um, I'll have Cousins, Thielen, Diggs. And run it back with Ertz. Um, I've I've built a couple different lineups with that, and I like I'm liking how it's looking with uh, some of the other plays. We're gonna have to see what other injury news opens up, if it opens up any other value. <clears throat> um, I like it with the other way too. I just think that's gonna be a high scoring game. The Philly side of it with Wentz and Ertz, and you know another you know player you want Alshon I don't I'm not really big on Alshon this week um, but different variations of that game um, a Raiders stack could be could be a sneaky stack stack they're apply for 24 points already said and um, they're going to be cheap too with you do a car, Jordy, and maybe a Martavis Bryant stack. Um, Cooper's also cheap at 5,500, and he's two of the four games this year. He's put up really good numbers. Um, 
I know I haven't really talked about the Chiefs Jaguars game much. I know it's impl- the implied total is forty nine in Arrowhead. Um, I know a lot of people have talked about Bortles and Yeldon, which I think they'll have some ownership. I like Yeldon at fifty six hundred this week, but just I'll have a little bit of them. I probably won't have any Bortles. Honestly, I probably won't have any Mahomes either. Maybe one lineup. Um, All right, well, that about wraps it up. Keep an eye on the injury news over the weekend. Um, Still some guys that are questionable, especially pay attention to the Packers game to see which receivers are going to be out. Cobb's already ruled out. Um, Allison and Adams are still questionable. Um, but that could open up a ton of value there. Um, depending on who, of course, you're not really going to know which way to go with any of them rookie receivers, you know, St. Brown or Scantling. Um, a guy I might look at if another receiver is out along with Cobb is Ty Montgomery. I think if multiple wide receivers are out for them, I think you're going to see Montgomery have a bigger part in that in the passing game. Um, all right, guys. Everybody have a great week five. You can follow me on Twitter at bhux 83 Thanks for listening. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review.